Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. Keep talking? Okay, I can talk. Talk for the next two hours. So everybody doing good? Happy to be in the house of the Lord. God's God's gonna move today. Amen. He's gonna He's gonna move in 2022 in in your life. Um, so He is He is building something, like as Edie was was saying, He is building the church overall, but He's He's definitely building people as as well. Um, so we do we do need to get on board what the Lord is doing. Um, because this 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 world is it's challenging right now. Uh, so you don't if if you're being led by the Lord, you don't you wouldn't you don't know where you're going. But with the with the Lord it's it's at least we, we know God knows what he's doing. We may not know what what he's doing all the time, but he's whatever he does, he 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 do he do it well. He does it well, right? So I'm excited about that. And so we are, are, we will continue in our series called It Shall Come to Pass. I don't know what you've been praying about. Some of you, some of you are waiting for prayers to be answered years. God is saying that it shall come to pass. Yes, yes. And if you are in a, a trial right now in a storm, right now, that storm didn't come to stay, it came to pass. <laughs> Amen? I hope you're excited. Come on, stand with me. We're going we're gonna to get started here. Just want to welcome all those who are listening online. Welcome to Calvary. Is this a place that you we connect you to Christ, experience freedom, right? hunger for God, and live out purpose. That is that is who we are. Yeah. So I'm going to be reading out of um, Ephesians, Ephesians three. We want to go there. And let's start in. Um, we're going to start in verse. 13. How many came here with expectations? Yeah. Yeah. No, God loves desperate people. When we're desperate for Him, when we want Him, we're asking Him to move, and, and, and we refuse to, to let go of promises. And we're desperate for him. Said God, if you don't, if you don't move right now, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. We need, we need you to move right now. Is anybody in that season right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm in the right place this morning. God's, God's going to move. This is a series for you. All right, so start, start in verse 13. If I can find it. 
All right, here we go. Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he, he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his, his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts, that Christ may dwell in your hearts, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, yeah. that, you, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That works in us. That works in us. That works in us. And so my title of this message this morning is Draw From Heaven, Walk Out on Earth. Amen. I thought when, you know, when I was saying this title in my head that people would just clap and shout and this would be exciting. Yes. Hallelujah. Draw from heaven, walk out on earth. Yeah. Hallelujah. But draw from heaven, walk out on earth. Whatever heaven has for us, we walk, we walk it out. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, just that we can draw from you, Lord. And whatever we draw from you, we can walk it out here on earth, Lord God. You've called us, Lord God, to, to bring heaven here on earth. Lord, we are your vessels to do that. I just want you to ha have your way, Lord. We ask that you have your way in this place. We know that you are here. You are present, Lord God. We want to be present in your presence, Lord. We know that you have something great in store for all of us here, and you're moving. And sometimes when you move, you shake things up. But you're in the midst of the shaking. And so we just thank you, Lord God. What a great honor and privilege that you chose me to minister your word this morning, Lord. God, thank you for that, God. I pray that you think with my mind and speak through my vocal cords today. We don't want regular church. We want to see you move. We want change today. We want your promise to be, to be fulfilled today. Have your way in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give him a shout. Yes. Yes, yes, you may continue to stand for the rest of the service. And so, I love talking about the, uh, the life of, of Paul. Um, so here in, um, in Ephesians, Paul is in, is in prison. So he wrote this letter in prison. So if you read about the story of Paul, I had to ask myself, you know, I was I was reading over the week. And I was just I stopped and asked myself, just reading about the life of Paul. 
has Paul ever had a good day? I mean, if you read the story of Paul, just like he was, he was, you know, being uh, persecuted. He was just in, in prison. Like something like crazy is what is always happening to Paul. But yet, he's always talking about Christ. He's always glorifying Christ. Isn't that amazing? So here he is. He is in prison, and he's writing this passionate letter to the church. Wow. I mean, I mean, that's why he, he, Paul was saying that I'm a prisoner of Christ. <laughs> Something bad is always happening to him. But yet, he, he's not lost his enthusiasm for the things of God. It just seems like the more trial he goes through, the more passionate he actually gets. So it kind of proves that as we go through trials, right, and when we endure those trials, we get closer to God. Because it sounds like that's what Paul is saying. That's where the passion is coming, coming from. Like the more trial he goes through, the more closer he sees God, the more closer he gets to God. And so Paul, he, he, he wrote this letter, and uh, he starts off talking about the mystery of, of Christ, you know, the mystery of, of, of God. And then he gets into a passionate prayer to us. And, and I love when, when Paul prays, or even when he talks about the mystery of, of, of God, he's, he's focusing on the kingdom. It's a kingdom prayer for all of us. He's not focusing on, he's, he, he didn't say, mention anything about him being in prison. He didn't, he didn't talk about all the, the tough days that he's going through and all that, why he's in prison and all that. He did not, he did not even complain about his situation. He, he, his prayer is about the kingdom of God. Wow. And so he's trying to instill that in all of us, right? For, he wants us to focus on what really matters. What really matters? Because that's what he's saying in this prayer. What really matters is what the Lord is doing. So you can tell that Paul had an eternal perspective on life. He was not moved by his circumstance, right? Otherwise, this letter would com be completely different, right? So it, it, it would be like a woe is me moment. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've been doing all these things for, for Christ and, and all this. Now I'm in, I'm end up in jail. Why all these things keep happening to me? Does that sound familiar for some people, right? All these things keep happening to me. I mean, the more I do for Christ, the, you know, the more bad things happen. It will be completely different. Letter. But he, that's not what he wrote. He, he just, he just, he's glorifying God. So then in his prayer to us, He's encouraging us to have a kingdom perspective. And then in, in what, what he's talking about, what we're going to talk about later, is how that kingdom, right, because we talked about drawing from heaven, right, and walking out on earth. But we must realize the kingdom of God is inside of all of us. The kingdom of God is inside of all of us. Because that's where we draw from. We draw from the kingdom of God and we walk 
it out on earth. Right? So we draw, so when we go through challenging times, we draw that peace from above and we walk it out in our situation. It doesn't mean that it's going to go away, but we can walk through it with peace. Or we might be going somewhere this morning. So we walk, so we draw from heaven and we walk it out on earth. And you can tell that Paul actually values prayer. Right? Because he because he's he has that kingdom perspective. So 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 Paul values prayer, right? And I love how he starts off, right? He says, For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father. <laughs> See, Paul knew who he was praying to, and he knew what he was praying for, and he expected an outcome. So he, so he knew who he was praying to. He said, for this reason, for what reason? How good God is. He was talking about the mystery of Christ. He was, he was talking about how good God is. So for this reason, just knowing who my father is, I bow my knees. It's a posture of humility. It's like when you know who God is, right, it brings you to your knees. So he bowed, his, he bowed his knees just with great honor, right? Great honor because he knew who he was praying to. He knew who he was praying to. I just want to encourage you right now. When you're, when you're in prayer, know who you're praying to and know what you're praying for and expect an outcome. Because God values prayers. He values our prayer. Amen? And so in Christian, uh, so life in a Christian's, a Christian's life is always full of ups and downs, right? Uh, successes and failures, right? But one of the worst things that can happen to a Christian is not knowing the value of their prayer. Because prayer is the bedrock of spiritual life. It is our foundation. It's how we connect to God. Right? So prayer is how so prayer is how we connect to God. And I know we're fasting, and fasting is how we disconnect to the world. Disconnect from the world. Or sometimes disconnect from ourselves, from our own will. Right? So prayer moves God. Fasting doesn't move God. Fasting moves us. Because we, we deny ourselves. But prayer moves God. When you're fasting, God encourages, encourages us to disconnect from the world. That's why it's, it's good to disconnect sometime from social, me social media or even the news. Right? We, dis we disconnect from, from things that, that's, that's kind of moving our minds or, or, or leading our minds or, or our thoughts. Right? Prayer is the method by which we center our hearts and minds on the personal relationship we have with God through Christ. So we must value prayer. Prayer changes things. Like our prayers, do you know this? I know you know this, but we have to remind ourselves, prayers, our prayers can actually move mountains. 
right? Mountains meaning, right, obstacles that we face. Things that kind of get, gets in our way, right, for, um, for accomplishing God's will in our, for our lives. So prayer actually moves mountains. It moves obstacles. It changes things, right? If so if you want things to change in your life, you got to do what Paul did. He said, I bow, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father. I bow my knees. And so when we don't value prayer, or when prayer is not valued, valued, people lose heart. People lose heart. So here's Paul. He's telling, he's encouraging us not to lose heart. Not to lose heart. I mean, I've, over the years, I, I, I've talked to many people, and, they, and, they, and they, they, they talk to me about how discouraged they are or uncertain of their, their future, or, or their, their, their focus on um, um, the what-ifs of, of life, right? What's, what's going to happen, or, or all this uncertainty, right? And so I've noticed people, they lose heart. To lose heart, it means that you, are, you, you get discouraged. Some people give up. Some people have been saved for many, many years. Then all of a sudden, a devastation comes or a trial comes, and they walk away from their faith. We see it all the time now, right? So people are losing heart. So to lose something, you actually have to, um, you have, to have something first, right? You have to possess something in order to lose it, right? So that means once before you had faith, once, once before you had purpose or, or you believed in, in God's promises, but all of a sudden you don't, you don't believe any longer. So we lose heart. We see it all the time now, Christians losing heart, giving up, right? Giving up on the, on the things of God. God. So Paul is encouraging people not to lose heart. And the Lord is encouraging all of us here not to lose heart. Hearts. It's power in waiting. It's power in waiting for God to move. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. God knows what he's doing. It's power. It's power in waiting on God. I know a lot of times we don't understand what the Lord is doing, but he does not want us to lose heart. We don't want to, he doesn't want us to lose our focus on him. Or his, his promises. Is anybody with me this morning? Not to lose heart. Right? So this is how we lose heart. We'll rely on our own limited power and strength. Right? That's how we, we run dry. If we, if we focus on our own power and strength. We won't get but so far with our own power and strength. Like some some, some things you, you can't do on your own. Like you cannot fight spiritual things with a, a, a fleshy, fleshly approach. It just won't happen. You got to get in the word. You got to use the word over, you got to speak the word over certain things. Amen? You, you got to, sometimes you got to wrestle in prayer over certain things. 
Come on, somebody got to get excited this morning. You got you to really, really call down heaven on certain things so you can walk it out. You can walk through your situation. What is God saying about your situation? It's in the Bible. What is God saying about you? Right? So, so a lot of times we go through tough times. We have to remind ourselves what God is saying about us. Right? It's like, so if, you, if you, you're having a, a, a tough time financially, you say, well, well God's told me I I'm, I'm need to be the head and not the tail. So I have to think like the head and not like the tail. Right? So I need to change my perspective. This is who I am. So I need to make better decisions like the head. Oh, man. I need some help up here this morning. I need some help up here this morning. And so we have limited power and strength on our own. That's why the Bible says our, our, uh, our weakness is made perfect in his what? His or his strength is made perfect in our weakness. He's not just, that's just not just words. That's truth. Right? So that means the weaker we are, the stronger God is in our lives. Right? So if we rely on our own power and strength, that that would be the way how we pray. Right? So we pray on the earthly level, and then our prayers would never touch heaven. And, you, and, and our prayers will never touch heaven. You will never unite with, with God's blessings over our lives, right? So our prayers will never touch heaven. It will never unite with God, right? If we're always focusing on what's going on around us, right? So think about Paul again, right? Where is Paul? Paul is in prison. He had not mentioned anything about him being in prison. Right. Or he didn't he didn't talk about his day to day, uh, uh, you know, things going on in prison. He focused on heavenly things. He focused on God. His prayers were directed toward the heaven. See, Paul was drawing strength from heaven. And, you know, he was walking it out on earth. That was the only way that Paul can survive in the situation that he was in. Amen. See, earthly prayers seek temporal needs of what's happening now, and they, ne- they never touch God's heart. I want to pray, pray prayers that touch God's heart, that touches, that touches his heart. Amen. You should have been here on Thursday. People were praying prayers, right, that was touching the Lord's heart, and God was moving in this, pray- in this place. They were praying for you. They were praying for the country. And God, we know that God was moving because we were praying prayers, right, that touches, touches his heart. That's why God loves intercessors, <laughs> right? Because you, you go beyond your own needs. You, you, you focus on the, the needs of others and not yourself. So we had some intercessors here on, on Thursday, and God was moving. I encourage you to come and join us, amen, and, and, and just watch God move, amen. God was moving in this place. See, God wants us to pr- pr- pray prayers 
that touches his heart. Amen? So the goal is to touch God's heart before you ask for his hand. See, prayer is the means to draw strength from heaven and to walk out on earth. Walk out on earth. So 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16 says, I'm trying to use my Bible more so that I'm not uh, actually prepared. It says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For, the, for, our light, uh, for, our, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. It's, I know sometimes it feels like it's forever, ever, 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 but it's only for a moment. It's working for us far more exceeding in external, in eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not are eternal. This is, here's Paul again. I mean, this is extremely powerful here, right? And so, so Paul is saying, why? So Paul is saying, why he, did, he doesn't lose heart is because his inner man is being renewed day by day. This is a way that we don't lose heart. It's for our inner man. It's so to have the perspective that our, like the outward man is temporary. So what we go through is just temporary. But the inward man is being renewed day by day. That means the glory of God is working inside of us, right? That means God is working. So, we, so God wants to work on our hearts, re, re, renew our hearts, amen? Then we, we, can ha, we can see from the eyes of our hearts. Because Paul's saying two, two reasons why he don't lose heart is because his inner man is being renewed day by day, and he, don't, he doesn't focus on the unseen. I mean, he focuses on the unseen. It doesn't focus on the things that are seen, right? So he focuses on the, the, the unseen, right? And that's kind of weird. It's like, how do you focus on the unseen? It's like, and you don't focus on what I, on the scene. Like, how do you not focus on the things that, that you see? Well, Paul is saying that he looks at the unseen through the gospel. He looks at the unseen through the gospel, whatever the Bible says. That's how he view life. That's what moves him, right? He doesn't, he doesn't go by what's going on the world around him because it will lead us astray. Like the things that go, that's go on around us make you want to hide because it's full of fear. It's full of uncertainty. But he is saying that, no, I, I, I live by the unseen of what's going on in the eternal. What's going on from above? 
And whatever the gospel is saying, that is what I'm going to walk out. This is what I draw. This is where I draw from. I draw from the gospel and I walk it out on earth. Because faith is what? What? Faith is, is, is living in the unseen. You can't see it. You can't see that God is, God is moving, but he's, but he's moving. But I have to have faith to walk it out. I have to have faith to walk it out. Is anybody going with me this morning? See, we draw, so we, we draw strength from God. Right? And we, when we draw strength from God, we renew our courage. And we focus on the things that are above. To fix our eyes on things that are above. This is one of the reasons why people lose heart is because they don't they stop focusing on the things that are that are above. Right? And they stop depending on, on God. So that's why the Bible, we talked about this last week, right? Right? It's to set your mind on things that are above. It says to set your mind on things that are above. Because sometimes your heart's not right. You ever wake up sometime and you're just not feeling it? Right? So your heart's just not, so you, you wake up in the morning, you're just like, I don't know, you may not feel like, to, like you want to be a Christian today. Or some, sometimes somebody upsets you. You don't feel like being a Christian at that moment. But it says to set your mind on things that are above. Because if I set my mind on things that are above, right, my heart will catch up. My heart, my heart will catch up. I mean, we have to be honest with ourselves, right? Sometimes your heart's not right. Is anybody with? That's why we go to church. That's why we read the Bible. The Bible tells us to die every day. What's supposed to die? Well, sometimes the things that are in our hearts need to die. Right? But if we continue to set our mind, the only way that we, the things that can die in our heart is if we set our mind on things that are above. Because if I set my mind on what the, the gospel says, what the word of God says, right, I know that my heart's got to catch up with the word of God says. So he says the inner man is being renewed every day. Every day we must die. I say it all the time. If you, you struggle each day, every day, you struggle, you got to die better. You have to learn to die better. Right? So he says, Paul, say, this is, this is how I, I don't lose heart. Is that my my inner man is being renewed every day. I have to focus on that. I have to keep my focus on that. And I cannot go by what is seen. I have to go by the unseen. The unseen. Like you, we, we read the Bible, right? But we can't see certain things. We have to have faith, right, to see it in our hearts. We getting that? Is that okay? So Paul, so Paul's prayer is powerful. It's, it's all about having that eternal perspective. And it's all about us drawing from, from heaven. And so his prayer, he mentioned three ways we can draw from heaven. 
the first one, and we, we pretty much talked about this, uh, but he says, to, uh, I pray that Christ would dwell in your heart. And the word dwell in, in Hebrew means to make yourself at home. I mean, I'm just encouraging you today, for those that really need to hear this, is allow God to make himself at home in your heart. I, I know that you might have gone through something unspeakable. Something that can be devastating to you. Something that maybe many of us may not understand. But God wants to make room in your heart. He wants to make room in your heart. See, God wants to move us from acquaintances to being the center of our lives. See, it's all about a connection. It's all about a connection with God. Right? It's all about connecting with him. God says that if you draw near to him, he would draw near to you. So that means if that happens, you can always draw strength from God. Are you with me? It's all about a connection. It's all about a connection with God, right? Because as, as the closer we are to God, the more sensitive we are to the Holy Spirit, right? Because God will, will tell you to, 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 to move, he'll tell you to, or he'll tell you to wait, or he'll tell you to be still, right? So some of us are moving where we, God's telling us to be still, Right? So God, God would tell you to move or to wait or to be still. So we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, but we have to draw near to God. We have to draw near to him. Right? So allow God to make room in your heart. Let him be the ruler of your heart. Let him reign over your heart. Right? Let him be in charge of your heart. Right. If you're going through difficulty, the, the, the enemy's trying to uh, uh, steal your heart. Said, no, God reigns over my heart. Right. He is the one that reigns over my heart. Amen. Somebody need to speak to their circumstance. Said, no, God rules over my heart. I mean, even if you're not feeling it, it's right. It's OK because your mind right, is set on things above. Just say it anyway until your heart catches up. Let the enemy know what your focus is, Amen. right? It, let the enemy know what you're focusing on. He said, my mind are, 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 is focused on things above and not on this temporary thing that I'm going through right now. Because right. it's only for a moment. It's only for a moment, right? But God's going to see it through. Amen? Don't make a permanent decision for a temporary problem. Right? Focus on the things that are above. Hallelujah. So this is Paul's prayer to us. I, he says, I pray that, 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 that Christ would dwell in your heart, that he would make himself at home in your heart. I believe that God is knocking on, on the door 
of some hearts this morning. And he wants in. He wants in. He says, I'm t I want to tear down the walls that you put around your heart. I want to tear down the walls that you put around your heart. I, I, I need to, I, I want to come in. I want to come in. I know what you, you've been through, but I'm the, I'm the only one that understands. I'm the only one that can intervene. Let me in. Let me in. Because some people here stop, stop asking, stop seeking, and stop knocking. But the Lord is saying, I'm knocking on, the, the, uh, on your heart today, the door of your heart today. Let, let, let me in. Let, let me in. He's the only one that can give you strength. So whatever you're going through right now, he's the only one that can give you that strength to persevere. See, God doesn't want us to lose heart, right? But sometimes these challenges that we face in life is for us to persevere. God is a good God. God is a good God, right? So when we focus on things that are above Oh, man, we can enjoy life even though we go through difficult times. Right? We, sh we should be celebrating. We should be praising God no, no matter what we go through in life. Nothing should steal our praise because God is good. Think about it. God's never going to stop being good. And not for you. <laughs> He's not going to stop being good for you. You need to know that. He is a good God, and he's going to be good all the time in your life. He is good right now, even when you don't feel it. He is good. And then Paul says his prayer to us, it says that we will be rooted in God's love. Rooted in God's love. Because his love, he says, passes all understanding. Right. So he's saying we need to be rooted in his love beyond intellectual or theology level. <laughs> it's beyond that. But the spiritual level, we need to know that God loves us. We, we need to know that we need to be rooted in God's love. That means not to be wavering in your uh, if, if God loves you or not. To be rooted in God's love, because trust me, circumstances will challenge that. Right? And we look at our world now. Right? We question the sovereignty of God. But we misunderstand the sovereignty of God. We, 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 we think, we, we say that, well, uh, if God's sovereign, right? We know that God is sovereignty, that means he, he reigns. Why he allow uh, uh, these things to happen? Why he, he allow corona? Why? But we don't understand that, right? He gave power to man. He gave power to man, right? God is still sovereign, doesn't take away his sovereignty. He's still sovereign. He's still, he's still good, right? But he gave, he gave earth to man to steward. And we don't do a good job of it. It started in the garden, right? They didn't do a good job in the garden. And now we are reaping the crisis from that. Right. But God is still God, just like he, he went when Adam and Eve made the mistake. He still he still showed them grace. Right. He covered them. Right. Got him out of the garden. He, co he covered them. But 
but we, we still had to reap from that. He is still, he is still God. So Paul was saying that we don't really understand the love of Christ. Like you don't really, you won't ever understand it because it's too wide, it's too long, it's too deep, and it's too high for humans to understand. Like that's how much he loves us. We can't quantify that. We can't measure that. We, because, and, 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 that's, and that's good. Because, but he loves us a lot. He loves us. He loves us a lot. See, many um, so many Christians know that God loves us, but it's more head knowledge than heart knowledge. So this is where we have to know that God loves us in our hearts. In our hearts, we must know that God loves us from our hearts, right? And if you and people struggle with this because of what they what they've gone through, but if you are questioning. Or if you don't feel God's love for you, check your love language. Check which, what's your love language, right? So is it active, active services, right? Active service. God does that, right? As the, as the Israelites, right? So he, he parted a Red Sea for them, right? So they were being chased by, first of all, first of all, he released them from slavery. I mean, he, I mean, he put, and he put a curse on Pharaoh. This is how much he loved the Israelites. Like, Pharaoh, Pharaoh won't let him go. He said, well, you're going to be cursed. All these pestilence and all, all, all of that. Like, I would have got the message the first time. Frog, flying frogs and just jumping all around. So, so, so God sent a, a, a curse on, on Pharaoh, right? And then as they were being chased by him, he parted the Red Sea for them, right? And so, so what, what Red Sea has God parted for you? See, we have to remember what God has done for us in the past. And you focus on what he's, gonna, what he's doing for you in the present and look forward to what he's going to do in the present, in the future, I should say. Amen? It's, so is it words of affirmation, right? You like words of affirmation? Well, well, God does that too. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 says, God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us. By his spirit, he has stamped us with his eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what he has destined to complete. This is from the Message Bible. So he affirms us. He affirms us. Amen. He loves us. So, so check your love language. Whatever, whatever your love language is, God does that. He, he does that. If you like hugs, God is our refuge. Refuge. He'll hug you too. Amen? So the last thing that, that Paul said, his prayer for us, he says, I pray, I pray that you will be filled with the fullness of of God, the fullness of God. To be filled with something is to be in grip, in its grip, to have that thing become the controlling influence in our actions and behavior, right? To be filled with the fullness of God is to be yielded to the presence of God, his strength and his spiritual 
authority. Right? So that means God is governing your feelings, desires, thoughts, hopes, relationships, words, actions, reaction, calendar, checkbook. All that. Right? So Paul is saying that I pray that you will be full, filled with the fullness of God. So that, mean, that means in order to be filled with the fullness of God, you have to give him everything. You have to give him all of yourself. I don't want 85% of God's full, fullness. I want all of it. I want to be filled with the fullness of God. That means I cannot go halfway. I need to go all the way, right, in order to be filled with the fullness of God. Is anybody with me this morning? The fullness of God. So that means I have to allow God to govern my feelings, my desires, my thoughts, my hopes, my relationships, my words, my actions, my reactions. My reactions, my responses, my act, my reactions, my responses. Right. So that means what comes out of me should be Christ like. Because I'm full of the I'm filled with the fullness of God and not filled with the, right? So, <laughs> right? So God needs to govern all of that, right? Because pressure will pull out either the best of you or the worst of you. You would know what you are filled with when you face pressure in life. Amen? So he's saying that we need to be filled. He's praying that we'll be filled with the fullness of Christ. So I, my prayer for you today is to give God all of you. All of you. Let him govern, uh, govern all of you, your feelings, your desires, your thoughts, your hopes, your relationships, your words, your actions, reactions, calendar, your checkbook, everything, everything. Because this outward body is only temporary. I need to start focusing on the inner man. Right? Because when I go through seasons that are challenging or even good, what's in me is going to come out of me. So the goal is to allow God to work on the inner man. And how we do that is to draw from heaven and walk out on earth. We don't realize how much power we have within us. The kingdom of God is within us. When Jesus died, he left us a helper. 
He left us the Holy Spirit to draw from. It's a gift from heaven. So we draw from the gift. We call on the Holy Spirit, right? Even when we're not feeling it. Holy Spirit knows you're not feeling it today. But Holy Spirit knows that you want to curse out the co-worker or your family member or, you know, the thoughts that you that you have sometimes daily. Right. The Holy Spirit, knows. you just ask Holy Spirit, come help me today. Come help me today. That's setting your mind on things that are above. That's part of setting your mind on things that are above. Right. So you calling down help from above. So Holy Spirit, come help me today. Help me not say what I really want to say. Help me speak the love of Christ over this person or over this situation. Amen. Holy Spirit, come. Give me where. Teach me how to pray over this situation. Teach me how to pray over this person. Holy Spirit, come. So we don't know the power that we have within us. On our own, we're very limited. But we draw strength. We draw strength from the spirit that's within us. And I love how Paul closes this prayer. He says in in Ephesians 3.20, he says, Now to him, to him, not to us, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. In us. In us. So what, how does God use us? How does God do exceedingly, abundantly, and it's more than we can ever ask? How does he do that? He do it through the power that's in us, within us. That's within us. You have to understand how much power you have within you. But my question is, where are you drawing from? Where are you drawing strength from? Amen? Because every day, if our, our, if our inner man is being renewed, we should be getting stronger every day. You don't always see growth, right? But as you focus on the things that are above, you start drawing strength from there, and your, your, your inner man gets renewed every day. So God wants to renew hearts today. God wants to renew hearts today. Are you with me? Whatever you draw from, you walk out. So where are you drawing from this morning? Come on, stand with me. Psalms 138.3 says, In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. It said you made me bold with strength in my soul. So the psalmist knew where to draw strength from. And when he cried out to God, 
God answered them. So God will answer you. But how did he answer them? He made them bold with the strength, with strength. So sometimes we want God to tell us to do this or to do to do that. But sometimes he gives you strength to do this and to do that. But it's important that you see it from an eternal perspective. Listen, God is God is moving. He is he is moving. But we have to grow. We have to our focus. That's why my goal every year, every year my goal is, may sound churchy to you, but my goal is to grow spiritually. Because I know I can I have other goals as well, but my my main goal is to grow spiritually. Because that must be first, right? Because I, I need to know what God is, God is doing, right? I, I mean, I don't, obviously we don't know God's will for, for everything, but I need, to, I need to at least be in a, in a posture where I'm ready to receive what, what God wants me to do, right? Because the, everything else will fall in line. He'll give me strength to do all the other things, to accomplish the other goals. But I need to know what he wants me to do first. Then everything falls in line in that. I mean, we, we have all these other goals, want to start businesses, want to do all this and that. That's fine. That's great. But what does God want first? That's all that matters. Then everything else will start making sense. Everything else will just fall in line. And you, you'd be amazed because he says that he would do exceedingly abundantly more than what we ask. So the, the things, so your goals, the prayers that you're praying, he's saying, if you fall in line to what I'm doing, I'm going to do more than what you're asking. I'm going to do more than what you're asking. So it's okay to have different goals, but let your first goal say, God, I want to grow spiritually. But it, it should go from here to here to your actions. Paul saying, I don't lose heart. I don't lose heart because my inner man's being renewed. And I don't focus on what I see. I can't. I focus on the unseen. I'm moved by the unseen. I'm moved by what the Bible says about me. I'm moved by what the Bible says about this world. I'm moved by what God is doing. I want my prayers to unite with God's answers. All my prayers to unite with God's answers. And so the first thing we have to do, because Paul's saying, I pray that you would be filled with the fullness of God. The first thing we have to do is give him 
of ourselves. Just give them over to you. Say, God, just, just take me. I give you all my desires, all my goals, my thoughts, my feelings. Because all that stuff is just temporary, God. Just, I, I give you everything. want to be filled with the fullness of God. I've been wrestling with this all week hearing situations that people are, are going through, circumstances that people are going through. And I wanted today an altar call to be opportunity for people to, to really be set free. I notice people are sick. And we're not just talking about COVID, other illnesses. People have faced a lot of loss. Jobs. And you could say, well, the church is under a, a, attack. Well, I think God is bringing the, the church closer to him. That's, that's what he's drawing us closer to him. But I really sense an urgency to pray for healing this morning. I want to make sure I have my pastors come up and, and pray and whoever else is part of that team. But I want to make sure that my pastors come up and, and, and pray. I, I want to pray over healing this morning. I want to pray for healing this morning. Whatever sickness, even if you know someone in your family, friends, whatever the case is, that are ill, that is ill, I want you to come and intercede for them on their behalf. I believe, I believe this, people are going to get healed this morning. And for those who have faced a lot of loss, we want to cover you this morning. God's going to comfort you this morning. We want to pray for you. And those that you feel like you've lost heart, you've lost that passion. Like when Paul prayed, he prayed with passion. When he, when he, when he speaks about the Lord, he speaks with passion. That's not you any longer. You used to do that. You used to be that passionate. But you've lost something. You, you've lost something. I know people that got hurt in, in, in church and, and now they don't serve like they used to. You've lost something. We want to pray for you. We want to pray over your hearts. 
going to be a breakthrough service today. It's going to be a breakthrough service. So if that is you today, or if anything else, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the most important call, we want to give you that, that opportunity to receive him as your Lord and Savior, as your God, who will reign over your heart, over your life. We want to give you that opportunity here today. If you're online, if you're that person, don't put up your hand because I can't see you. But if you're here, you can put up your hand. I will see you. But if you're online, just reach out to us. There are ways that you can reach out to us. We want to pray for you. We want to be by your side. We want to let you know what salvation, this decision you made, is all about. So if that's you here today, just put, up, put forth your hand. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But if this message has touched you in any way, you need a prayer, we want to welcome you here to the altar. And let me just pray for you. And we'll give you time at the altar to pray, to be prayed for. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are, you are still moving. You are still going forward with your plans, your purpose, your promises. God, we thank you for all that you are doing and who you are. You, you are comforter, Lord God. You speak our love language because you are love. You are love. You affirm us. You, you, you're all about acts of service. You, com you are a comforter. Lord, thank you, God. And I just lift up those who are definitely hurting today, Lord, and we want you to comfort them this morning. Those who faced loss, Lord, a lot of loss this year, Lord, we ask you to comfort them right now. Such a great God, and worthy of all of our praises. You're gonna, you're gonna show up, Lord God. I just speak, just uh, life over this church, Lord. And we pray for divine appointments. We pray for uh, divine connections, Lord. Thank you, God. Give you all the praise and glory. Altars are open. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.